0: You're listening to Quest for Love, a podcast for smart, successful women who want to stop attracting the same kind of men over and over so they can finally have the love they want and deserve. Whether your status is single, dating, or it's complicated, this podcast is exactly what you need to take your love and life to the next level. And now, here's your host, love and life coach, Melissa Snow.
1: Hello friends, welcome back to episode number 26 of the Quest for Love podcast. My name is Melissa Snow, certified love and life coach and your host. If you missed the big announcement last week, I want to give you guys a heads up. The Quest for Love podcast is having a makeover. We are getting a name change. We're getting a new cover. We're getting a new intro. Everything is very exciting. But I wanted to give you a heads up because next week or the week after, you might see that the cover has changed or the title has changed. And I want you to know it's still the same amazing podcast. It's going to be called Love Starts Here instead of Quest for Love. Love Starts Here is the name of my Facebook group. It's my business name. It makes sense for it to be the podcast name because it's so perfectly in alignment with what I believe, which is that the quest for love starts with you. So that's what's happening. All right, let's get rolling into today's episode because I have an amazing interview for you. Today I have Amanda Rose. She is a dating expert and a certified professional matchmaker, which is so fun and so fascinating to me. So Amanda has seen it all. And I wanted her to come on the podcast today and talk to you guys about the five mistakes that she sees women make most often when it comes to dating and relationships. So Amanda, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here. So before we get rolling into the five things, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you, what you do, how you got into this, all the good stuff. Yeah. So I
0: am a matchmaker and dating expert. I've been in the industry for, gosh, like nine years now. Um, I started in two thousand. 12. I think it's been so long now. It's hard to remember exactly when we started. Um, but yeah, so I started because of a bad divorce. I actually was married at the time and never thought that I would be a matchmaker in a million years. It never crossed my mind. Um, but I was married and I was just had suspicions that my ex was dating online. And so I went looking for him like any suspicious wife would do. (laughs) And I ended up finding his profile, but when I was looking for his profile, I thought there should be a business that helps these guys look dateable because they were so scary. (laughs) So I did not, you know, start that business right away. Um, didn't even think Of starting a business. Yeah. I'm sure you Uh, had other things on your mind. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. A lot of other things (laughs) to to deal with at the time. Um, But I just kind of put that thought on the back burner. And of course we got divorced because I did find him online dating. And then I thought, you know, I should create that business. So I did. And I never expected for it to be where it is today. I started my first business called The Dating Stylist, where we just pretty much made over online profiles to make people look you know, more appealing and dateable. And then from that business, I was asked to be an international or regional coordinator for an international matchmaking agency. I took that um, job on. I did not like the process, so I felt like it could be more personalized. So I branched off on my own and started the matchmaking agency along with the initial business. And it's been such an amazing wild ride ever since.
1: So, yeah, I love that. And I think that's so smart because I see people online a lot who advertise, like I'll make over your dating profile and I'll take better pictures of you and, mm-hmm. you know, change your stuff so that you look so much more likable. And, but if you show up on the date and you're still not likable, <laughs> that's only going right. to so far, right? Like we, we want to get second dates, not just first ones. Yes, exactly. That's our whole mission
0: is to help them find those long term, lasting relationships. Yeah, that's
1: perfect. Okay, so let's dive into today's topic. I asked you to come up with the five most common mistakes that you see women make when it comes to dating and relationships. So why don't you dive in with the first one?
0: Yeah, I think the number one thing that I see as a dating coach and matchmaker is. Women do not know their worth. You know, they don't really embrace how worthy they are to meet someone who treats them like they d- deserve to be treated. Mm-hmm. And you know, I often see people in bad relationships or, you know, even abusive relationships or just unhealthy or toxic relationships and and I think that's the number one thing. It's women need to really embrace how worthy they are and that they can have that healthy relationship. You know, I've been there, I was in the unhealthy relationships and I realized, okay, what's the common denominator here? (laughs) Um, Why do I keep going to these toxic relationships? And I had to really do some inner, you know, healing work and searching and find out what was causing me to do this. And I was a common denominator. It wasn't, necessarily the men's fault that I kept falling for them, (laughs) you know, it was my doing. And I did not really know or, or get the full understanding of how worthy I am to seek out those healthy, you know, flourishing relationships. And I see that so often. And I, if I could tell women anything, I just want them, you know, to know that they are so worthy of true love, of healthy love, not someone cheating on you, not someone treating you bad. Someone who invests in you, you know, makes time for you. All those good things that make a really healthy relationship. So that that's definitely number one. And that's kind of like the foundation of what we go through with my coaching clients so that they become more
1: confident in who they are to choose The right partners. I think that's so important. It's, I mean, it's a lot like I was actually just listening to a podcast this morning about selling yourself as a coach. And if you don't know your own value as a coach and you don't know what's so awesome about you and what you offer, it's going to be really hard for other people to see that too. And I think it's the same way Mm -hmm. in dating too. It's like if you don't know your own worth and your own value and you're not showing up to these dates like, wow, somebody is going to be really lucky to be in a relationship with me, then it's going to be much harder for you to find a man mm-hmm. who's like, wow, I am feel so lucky to be in a relationship with you.
0: Yeah, that is so true. And I always like the saying, you know, like attracts like. If you're not confident in who you are and what you want in a partner, and you're just letting anybody, you know, come into your life and not setting those boundaries, it can really create some toxic relationships. And it's not going to create that long-term relationship that you're seeking.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that segues perfectly into one of your other most common things that you see women doing in relationships is not becoming who they want to attract. Can you talk about that a little bit?
0: Yes. Something else I see very often. It's you know, women might make a list of what they want in their perfect partner, but they're not that person themselves. So you have to become who you want to attract. So does that mean you want someone who doesn't have any emotional baggage attached, you know, to past partners? Are you still holding on to your ex? You know, you have to heal those things to, to move forward. I mean, you don't have to heal them completely. I think that's kind of a, a myth, but you have to start working on that if you want that in someone else. Or do you want someone who's financially stable? Are you fin- financially stable? You know, you don't have to be the most wealthy person, but as long as you're working on those things that you want in someone else to become the best version of yourself, then you'll start to attract that person as well. Do you want someone who you know practices like wellness and healthy lifestyles, but they're not always doing that? So mm-hmm. you have to, you know, do what you want your partner to do. You have to kind of put yourself into their footsteps if, or their daily life. If that's who you want to attract, then you have to become that person too, in a sense. Because if we're not taking care of ourselves, we're not going to attract the people that are taking care of our, themselves. Um, we have to become you know, healthy in all those areas of our life, emotionally,
1: physically, financially, whatever it may be, if we want to attract that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's been very apparent to me in my own relationships and also in the relationships that I observe in my clients that unhealthy, dysfunctional, unhappy people attract unhealthy, dysfunctional, unhappy people. Mm-hmm. And so if what you want is to attract the kind of relationship that is healthy and is based on mutual respect and you know all of these things that my clients and probably yours say that they want, you do have to be those things first. Absolutely. That's so true. Yeah. Okay, good. What is the next mistake that you most commonly see women making in dating?
0: Okay. The next one is setting unrealistic expectations. You know, I tell my clients to make a list of what you're looking for in a partner. But I wanted to focus on the core issues, not superficial things, not physical things so much, but what are those core things, those core qualities are that you want in someone else? And oftentimes people will write down, like, I want him to be six or above, have brown hair, tall, dark, you know, tall, dark, and handsome. But the thing is, our, our perfect partner doesn't always show up in the package that we expect. It can be mm-hmm. a little bit different. So it's important to kind of keep that open. And not set those unrealistic expectations. Like he has to look a certain way, uh, dress a certain way, you know, have a certain occupation, and have all these different list of things that really, in the long term, do not matter. Because a long term relationship, you know, twenty years from now, it's not going to matter what color his hair is, <laughs> or maybe what job he has, as long as it's financially stable. But he doesn't have to have a certain amount of money. Um, what are those things that? When you're older and you're retired, what are those things that are going to be important to you? You have to kind of glance into your future to see what's really important because it might not matter. Um, What you're writing down now might not matter 20 years from now. So what are those values, those, um, you know, characteristics, those qualities, those shared things that you really want in someone those are the type of expectations that you should focus on. Not so much the physical and superficial things. So that's where heartbreak comes in. You know, I see so many people there see someone super attractive and, and I've been there. I've done it many times, <laughs> but they see someone super attractive, but they don't have those core qualities that are really important for a relationship. And they get so caught up in this person and the attraction and the passion and, you know, the chemistry that the other things kind of fall to the side. And then the relationship ends in heartbreak. So it's so important to really
1: set those realistic expectations of who your partner should be. Yeah, I totally agree. And I just did a podcast a couple episodes ago about core values. And that's like one of the things that I usually work with my clients on from the very beginning is getting really clear on what their core values are. And for a lot of them, they can see once they identify their top core values, that those values weren't present in their past relationships. And those are the kind of things that you want to be looking for moving forward in your relationships of do these people have the same values as me, because you could be totally opposite in so many ways. I mean, my fiance and I could not be more different in some ways, but underneath all of that, our core values are totally the same. And that's what makes it work. Yes, absolutely. That's so
0: true. That's something that I go over with my clients as well. We kind of do an outline of what are your top like spiritual qualities that you want that are important to you, your emotional, your physical qualities, you know, and so on. So it really helps them identify
1: what is the important long term. That's exactly what you are left with when the fun, sexy, new, romantic butterflies are gone. Like I remember my mom saying to me when Steve and I first started dating, because he was really the first like long-term healthy, good relationship that I had in my life. And I remember like six months into it when those butterflies were gone and it wasn't new and exciting anymore. It was still great, but I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <Like> something <laughs> something is wrong here. And my, I remember my mom telling me like, when the butterfly, like the butterflies always go away, but when they do, they're replaced with different things. They're replaced with consistency and security and dependability and things that you don't have with the brand new guy that you just went on a first date with. So it's like, I feel like those values and those like kind of core things that make you who you are is what you're left with When the newness and the shine of the relationship wears off.
0: Yeah, that is so good. I love how you said when the butterflies go away, that's what you're left with. And that's so true. That's what we have to focus on, you know, when we're dating and looking for that one. I went through the same thing with my fiance, you know, the butterflies were there in the beginning, but it's like, after all that, it was still strong. It was still such a strong foundation because we, our relationship was built on common values, what we wanted in the future you know, everything lined up perfectly. So that's something that a lot of singles sometimes forget to focus on when they're dating, you know, someone new and it's exciting and all that, you know, chemistry is going on. They forget that that will end at some point or not end completely, but it will kind of, you know, it changes. ups and downs. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We want to believe that it's going to be there forever. And I think, The movies want us to believe that it's going to be there (laughs) forever. And when we scroll through other people's Instagrams, we're like, wow, why does everyone else still have fun, sexy butterflies after 10 years together? (laughs) Right. Okay. How about the next reason trying to change someone or the expectation that that person can be changed? Tell us about that. Oh, this is a good one. You know,
0: we can't change anybody. We have to accept them as they are or not be with them. You know, people can change, of course, but you can't go into a relationship with the expectation of changing this person. You know, I've had some people tell me, well, I can just change how he dresses or I can change his hair. Or, you know, if he has a beard, I can just have him. Cut, you know, shave it off. No, you can't, you know, you can't go in (laughs) into a relationship with the expectation that you can change something about the other person, because that could be important to them. You know, maybe they, they love their style. It might not be yours. Maybe they love their old jeans or whatever that, you know, whatever they wear, or maybe they love their haircuts. You just can't change those things. Or especially when it comes to like core values or personality or things that they do, those annoying habits can't change those. <laughs> right. And you can't expect to, you know, sometimes I interview each person before I set them up on dates. And I do, you know, often I do hear women say, well, I can change how he dresses. I can take him shopping and all that stuff. And the first thing I tell them is you can't change anyone. So no matter what you have to either accept them, as they are, of course, they will grow. Hopefully everybody grows, you know, in different areas of their life, but you can't expect that change when you're in the relationship and you can't go into the relationship with that mindset that you'll just change them because that will just create frustration. It will create resentment. It will create possibly breakups. So it's just one of those mindsets that need to be dropped completely. We have to focus on changing ourselves and growing ourselves, but can't control another person
1: in any sense. Yeah. And I think it's important to recognize that there's a fine line between expecting or wanting someone to change. So they'll be who we think that they should be and still being able to ask for what you want and Mm -hmm. ask for what you need. Like, I always think of the love languages as the perfect example, because For me, my biggest love language is words of affirmation. I've always been that way. I like to hear them. I like to give them. That's always been my thing. And now I'm in a relationship with someone who like legit has said to me, I mean, I've told you that I love you. So I don't understand why I have to keep saying it over and over again. Like, I'll let you know if it changes, but <laughs> you know, like I told you once, I told you a thousand times. So there is that part where it's okay to say like, Hey, I really like to hear these things. Like, don't just think that I look pretty, like actually let it come out of your mouth. Cause that feels really good to me but then you can't hinge your feelings and your satisfaction and your experience and your whole relationship on whether or not he changes those things. You can definitely make the request, but also know going into the relationship, like this is him. What you see is what you get. And if that's not enough for you, if that's not going to work for you, you have to be honest with yourself about that and be honest with him about that.
0: Absolutely. That's so good. And I love the love languages. I'm the same way. I'm words of affirmation. My fiance is acts of service. So there was a lot of learning, you know, (laughs) in the beginning of our relationship, Yeah, but there's a, yeah, I think there's a difference definitely between changing someone and then having that open communication about your relationship, because you need to have that. You have to have that open communication about, you know, what works, what doesn't, what can we improve? What, you know, I think, um, Dr. Gottman is fabulous at explaining that and teaching those concepts on how to communicate with your partner. So you're not, you're not changing them. You're growing as a couple. There's a huge difference.
1: Totally. Yeah. I love him. I will actually link up in the show notes to the Gottman Institute website. They have all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff on their website about relationships and dating and love and men and women. I, yeah, I love everything he does. Okay. So what is the final well, I'm sure there's probably a hundred more, but on this list of top five, we're talking about what is the last thing that you see women commonly doing in their dating relationships?
0: Yeah. So, one of the major things that I see um, is putting all their eggs in one basket, you know, and clinging into someone that's not investing in them. So, that could be like an old boyfriend, an old relationship, or someone who's just not emotionally available. Um, you know, those bad boy types, there's so many different situations, but we should never put our, just all of our effort and investment into one person if they're not investing back into us. So I always say, you know, look for the person that's investing in you as well. Does he call? Does he, you know, plan those dates? Is he really getting to know you? Does he want a relationship? So don't focus all of your time and energy into someone who's not doing the same for you. That's such a time waster and it, our energy, you know, we need to protect that. So if we're putting our energy into an old relationship or someone who ghosted us or doesn't, you know, only calls us at like 1 a.m., you know, those people, then you could be missing out on someone who will invest in you. So never just put all your energy into that one person that's causing heartbreak and is not giving you what you need in a relationship. It's not going to end well. And again, you can't change anybody. You can't make them flip the, the script and be the person that you want to be. Don't put
1: that your energy and investment into that type of person. And I think that's perfect because I think it comes full circle back to the first one we talked about, which is women not knowing their own worth. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but that's what I see really commonly with women who do become kind of clingy and desperate and overbearing and like too much for these men is because they don't know their own worth and they don't know their own value. And they're relying on men and they're relying on relationships to prove to them that they do have value and they do have worth. And if that's the only place you're getting it from, if that's your only source of water, (laughs) of course, Mm -hmm. you're going to cling desperately to that source because you don't know how to give that to yourself.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think all of these kind of tie together in some way because yeah, if we don't know our, you know, our worth and we don't set boundaries, then we're wasting it away with someone else and we're missing those opportunities to potentially meet the love of our life because we're wasting our energy and time and these people that are not worth our energy your time. So it does all, it comes back full circle
1: for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. These have been so good. Is there anything before we wrap up Amanda that you would want to say to any of the women listening who are struggling with their own worth, struggling with their relationship with themselves, struggling with dating and feel like it's terrible and there's no good men left out there or any of those women. Do you have any final parting words for them? Yeah.
0: I think then one thing that you can start on and you know focus on is affirmations and starting to practice who you are as a person like your self worth do any self healing that you need to do and get yourself into that healthy place where you will not accept anything less than someone treating you you know really well and investing in you as well i think that's the perfect place to start if you're struggling with any of those things is really starting to build your confidence and you can start that out with like affirmations Um, mirror work, counseling, you know, date coaching. There's so many different things that you can do to really start building your self-confidence so that you start to
1: attract and choose, you know, the right type of partners. Yeah. That's so good. So Amanda, if anybody wants to reach out to you about your matchmaking services, your dating coaching, if they have any questions about anything that we've talked about today, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
0: The best way is probably, um, on the website, it's prestige or Instagram. You can find me at XOXO
1: Amanda Rose. Perfect. And I will link up your website in the show notes and your Instagram. So people can follow you and get in touch with you. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been super helpful to hear from somebody who is in the trenches with women who are dating and trying to make it work and trying to find that love that they want and deserve. So getting your perspective has been awesome.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Quest for Love. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave us a review and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. For more information about how you can work one-on-one with Melissa, check out melissamsnow.com or questforlovepodcast.com. Until the next episode.